Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. This is going to be kind of just a quick hit here, just a real brief episode, kind of a midweek update, but really just something I wanted to make a point on and doesn't necessarily need an entire episode to get the point across, but I think it's something very important nonetheless, and so I thought I'd talk about it real quick. Here's what I want to run through is testing voltage on a circuit under load. And many of you are familiar with this and you understand this concept and that's awesome. If you do, heck, you might not even need to listen to this. If you're not familiar with this, I think this is very important. This is a real eye-opening topic when I explain this and show this to my students or they experience it for themselves in one way or another. So here's what I mean by this. Um, we can take a voltmeter. It's a very common tool that's used uh, in the automotive field for diagnostics, electrical diagnostics, or we could even take a scope. Okay. These are measuring devices. And in most of the case, I know there's other things we can do with these tools, but we are measuring voltage on a circuit. What is the electrical potential? What is the electrical pressure? If you want to consider it that way on that circuit at a given point, all right? And we're dealing with 12-volt systems most of the time on most of these vehicles, so we're looking for something in the realm of 12 volts. I say 12 volts a lot when I'm talking about circuits just because it's an easy base number that everybody understands in this field. So again, we're using a voltmeter or a scope in a lot of times to measure what is the voltage, and we want to give it a number. We want to make sure we've got the proper amount of voltage, the proper amount of pressure in that circuit uh, so that everything works. And, you know, do we have an open in the circuit somewhere? Do we have something not connected? What, whatever diagnosis we're trying to make. But what we need to consider is that loading a circuit is going to be very important when we're making that voltage measurement. When we're connecting that voltmeter, when we're connecting that scope, what are we what are we actually measuring? What is it doing? Well, let's think about that. Let's just take the voltmeter because it's a real common tool that most people have or have used. When we hook up this voltmeter to a circuit, to anything that we're measuring with it, what are we actually measuring? Um, it's voltage potential. Okay. It is the voltage potential between two points. And that's really all a voltmeter is showing you. So if we were to take a voltmeter and we took the black lead and we put it on the negative post of the battery and we took the red lead and we put it on the positive post of the battery, we'd expect to see 12.6 volts. That is the voltage potential between the positive and negative side of the battery. Obviously, you know, if you put a piece of metal in between them, uh, some current's going to flow. Um, but that voltage potential is there even if nothing's connected. And again, that's the most common reason that we use a scope or a meter is to find out what is the voltage potential to this to, you know, said point. Uh, now, again, you can use a meter to find a ground if you wanted to as well. I, I'm not getting into that exactly. There's a lot of different ways we can use a voltmeter. But um, one thing that you really want to consider when you're doing this, um, a lot of times what people do and what I do a lot of the time, what my students do is we're looking at a circuit. We want to measure what's the voltage at this point. And we're going to connect that black lead on the voltmeter to a ground, whether it be battery ground or some piece of metal on the vehicle. And then we are going to somehow access some point in the circuit and take a measurement with the red uh, lead of that voltmeter or the red, you know, the 
a positive lead, if you will, with the scope, and then we're expecting a number. All right. A couple things we want to consider here. What I'm explaining here may not always apply as much for low, uh, low current circuits, uh, such as inputs to a PCM. All right. Let's say this is a throttle position sensor, a map sensor, or, or something like that. There's not a lot of current. There's not a lot of amperage going through that circuit for one of these sensors. And so we don't always see this. Uh, and I'll get to what I'm explaining here, <laughs> testing a circuit loaded. Uh, we don't always see this as a big problem when we're measuring input circuits. But we will always want to consider what are we measuring? What is this circuit designed to do? And if this circuit is designed to carry any significant amount of amperage, and I mean, when I say significant, I, I guess the, uh, take that with a grain of salt. Um, I mean, anything really that's going to be above a quarter of an amp, and you could even argue less than that. But if we're talking about you know, quarter of an amp and up, I'm considering that a significant amount of current. And if you could measure the amount of electrons that are moving through there doing the work in the circuit, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. I have no way of <laughs> giving you an exact number on that, but it's going to be a, a large amount of current. Whereas a circuit like an input for a computer doesn't need much current at all. We're talking, you know, fractions of an amp and it, and this may not be as important for those circuits. But if this is an output, and this is really where we do a lot of our testing, is outputs for some component or just a component like a headlight, which can be an output. But even if there's no computer involved, this circuit is going to handle four or five amps for a headlight bulb. All right, that is a large amount of current that's going through that wire. And this is where we need to consider this, that we can't just measure the voltage on that circuit. And, and let's just use a headlight bulb as an example, because it's easy. If you were to unplug that headlight and you were to take your voltmeter lead and you were to measure at the connector for that headlight, and you'd expect to see 12.6 volts at the connector for that headlight bulb, the wire that provides the voltage to that headlight, you can't do that open circuit. You can't do that unloaded. It's unloaded because the load is going to be unplugged. The headlight is disconnected. And here's here's what happens. And, and I think giving you an example of this is probably the best way. An example from my career. This is the first time I remember that I actually got it. I think they explained it to us in tech school, but I didn't really, really grasp the topic until I experienced it myself. And this was on a relay circuit. All right, so think of a relay. There's a control side, which is low current. Uh, we power and ground a coil to create a magnetic field to close to contact points, and we send a load, uh, which is going to be more current, to some component. And I don't even remember what component it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it, it, drew, it drew some current, though. It needed some amperage. And this circuit wasn't working. So I did my checks at the relay. I checked the control side. It was working. Uh, I think the relay was the, yeah, it was the relay was clicking. And so what I did at that point was with the relay out, I tested. Now, the way this relay worked, a constant power feed was fed to one side of the, the load side of the relay. And then the other wire 
that went out of that relay when the contacts closed sent power to the component that it was powering up, the component that needed the current. So we click the relay on, we have power coming in one side and it's gonna go to the other side. I unplugged the relay and I used my voltmeter just like I was telling you I had it hooked up. I grounded that black lead and I connected the red lead to that contact point, to that that connector pin. And I had battery voltage at that point that was on my voltmeter. All right, and that's what it read. And I would have read that with a scope too. It read battery voltage. So by what I can tell, and the relay was clicking, so the control side worked, and the I had power going to this relay, or so I thought, <laughs> and uh, the component wasn't working. What I ended up doing, I think... Trying to remember what other tests I did. This was a very long time ago. I think I tested for power at the component or maybe out of the relay. I'm not sure what test I did. I, I messed this one up. Anyways, I replaced the relay and same thing happened. The relay clicked and sent power through. Well, here's here's what I failed to do. Okay, I checked this circuit open circuit with the voltmeter, which means means it was unloaded. Now, when I have my voltmeter hooked up, it shows 12.6 volts, voltage potential, right? That's what we're looking for. Well, how a voltmeter scope works is um, they have, they're, they're rated in mega ohms of impedance to the circuit, but they're actually stealing just a little bit of current, a very, very, very small amount. And it doesn't take much of a connection or much of a circuit for there to register voltage on an open circuit using a voltmeter. It doesn't need a strong connection. It doesn't need a lot of current to show that voltage potential. You could have half a strand of wire connected and it's still going to show you, okay, that's the voltage potential. Now, this is where I show my students this as an example so they understand what I'm talking about. I take a battery that's sitting on the bench in front of the classroom and here's what I do. I take the black lead of the voltmeter and I connect it to the negative post. All right. I take the red lead, red lead for the meter and I hold it in my right hand. I pinch the metal piece of the lead between my index finger and thumb. So I'm holding onto the red lead and have the black lead connected to the negative post of the battery. And then I touch the positive terminal with my left hand, with my finger. So I'm making contact with the actual positive post. That voltmeter will read 12 volts. Through my body, it will read 12 volts, saying that there is 12 volts on the tip of my finger. Now, I will never be able to perform any amount of work in a circuit using my body. It's just there's way, way too much resistance there. And everybody knows that you can't really pass any uh, usable amount of current through your body with 12 volts. It's just not doesn't work that way. And my students recognize this too, but it just goes to show what the voltmeter will show you on an open circuit and that the voltage at the tips of my finger isn't usable, but the voltmeter will show you, hey, there's voltage potential there. Um, even, even though my body is an extreme, <laughs> extremely high resistor, that's essentially what it is. So anyways, I did the same thing in the car and what it ended up being was there was a connector that had very high resistance on the power side feeding this relay. It was barely making contact. It was all corroded or burnt up or something like that. It had bad 
bad connection, but there was still enough of a connection to show me 12 volts, except when that circuit was loaded. If I had measured it while the circuit was loaded, I would have showed probably very little, if any, voltage on that circuit because we loaded it. And it's something to remember is the resistance in the circuit, like my body or a bad connector or whatever it might be, that excess resistance that we don't want in that circuit on a output, on a circuit that needs some current flow. Now you could probably measure this with an ohmmeter if you're going to go that route, but it doesn't always show itself if we're doing open circuit voltage measurements with a scope or with a meter. It's not going to show itself in that manner until we load that circuit down, until we make it complete, we turn on whatever needs to be turned on, we plug in whatever needs to be plugged in, and then we take our measurement. That is when that resistance, that excess resistance, is going to show itself. If I had done that, I had measured the same spot in that relay with the relay plugged in and everything on, the relay turned on, and the circuit complete, if you will, I would have measured a very low, if no, voltage. And then I would have followed that back and I, I would have found the connector that was corroded. But I didn't do that. I measured it open circuit. There's no load. Okay. In that resistance, even though, yes, I could have maybe measured it with an ohmmeter had I done it that way, but that resistance didn't show itself on an open circuit. The voltmeter doesn't need a whole lot to register that voltage potential or a scope. Um, the scope's going to act in a similar manner. Now, this is where it's just important to understand this. And I just wanted to make this clear in case you're not aware of this, um, because it was a big eye opening moment for me. They taught it to us in tech school, but I didn't really get it till that car. And it's always stuck in my mind. I got to load that circuit, especially if it's a, a circuit that is going to handle a decent amount of current. I've got to load it. And this is where voltage drop testing can be very helpful. And we uh, utilize this a lot in our classes at the school. We use voltage drop testing. Voltage drop testing only works if there's current flowing. If everything's on, it's connected. That's going to get you an accurate measurement. Um, the other thing that we can do is we can load that circuit with a simulated load, okay? And here's where an incandescent test light comes in real handy. An incandescent test light is going to load that circuit. Now, it might only be 300, 400 milliamps, but that is enough to show a problem. Uh, I just did this recently in a 03 Cadillac Escalade. Uh, there was no spark to the engine, so it was a no start. And what I ended up finding was that the ground to the ignition coils, uh, all eight grounded in the same spot on the driver's side of the block under the exhaust manifold, if you were to measure a ground, now you'd have to flip the meter around, put the red lead on the positive and put your black lead on this ground. If you were to unplug that connector or have the circuit off and measure that ground, you'd, me you'd measure battery voltage or a ground at that point. But if I took my test light, it barely lit. I could just see a little bit of a glow. So I power up my test light. I touch this ground. It barely lights. Okay, I know there's an issue there on that, on that circuit. And so we were able to find that the ground was corroded on the side of the block. That's because my test light loaded that circuit, actually demanded some current flow through that bad connection. And then that's when that problem is going to show itself. That's when that high resistance is going to show itself. And sometimes I'll even go to the lengths of using a headlight bulb, a 9000 series headlight bulb, 
so that I'm pulling four or five amps through this circuit to make sure that that wire can handle that load. Now you do have to be careful in this point because if you're dealing with computer circuits, there are going to be some circuits that you don't want to pull that much amperage through. So you need to be aware, what is this circuit meant to handle? Um, and I always consider that before I'm going to take measurements of anything. What's this circuit designed to do? Okay, is it powering up an ignition coil that might pull 10 amps? Is it powering up a headlight that's going to pull 5 amps? Is it a uh, for a relay, uh, the control side of a relay that's only 150 milliamps? I need to consider these things before I do my measurements. But for any circuit that's designed to handle a decent amount of current, some real current flow, we need to load that circuit before we do any test. Okay. Um, again, if that's if you're going to use an amp clamp, I didn't talk about that. It's another route that you can go if you're going to use an amp clamp. If you're going to use a voltage drop measurement, um, or if we're going to put a simulated load like a test light or a headlight bulb in there. We, we got to do that stuff loaded. Um, and again, that's where an ohm meter can even uh, lead you astray as well. And uh, I know Scanner Danner has a lot of videos on this where an ohm meter will show you a circuit's good, that there's no resistance or the acceptable amount of resistance on a circuit. But once that circuit is loaded, there is a voltage drop because the ohm meter sends a very small amount of current through a circuit. And a resistance, an unwanted resistance might not show itself until the full amount of current is going through that circuit. So to sum this all up, let's load those circuits down, preferably with whatever is meant to load that circuit down. You know, if it's a headlight bulb, well, let's turn on the headlights. That's easy enough. Um, or use a simulated load that's going to be close to the same amount of amperage travel. Let's load those circuits down before we take our voltage measurements and that will save you a lot of trouble. Okay. So open circuit voltage testing, there might be a time and place for it, but um, we need to really consider what we're measuring. That's about it for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, make sure you check out the next episode coming out on Monday.